And today's message is, this is how the Bible, how reading the Bible transforms you. And I do believe that this message is an important message. So I'm going to actually start with praying. Because um, the transformation happened through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know He's here. But I want to pray and I invite you to pray with me if you want to. To say, just Holy Spirit, speak to me. I thank you, God, that you are here with, through your presence, through your spirit. And I do pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to every one of us. To the people watching online. To the people here sitting in here. The people who are yet to watch that message. And I do pray, Holy Spirit, that you um, reveal stuff to us that only you can do. I thank you that not one person is here by accident. But you have a wonderful plan and a purpose for every one of us. Amen. Amen. So what we started a couple of weeks ago uh, with the message and Leo was talking about how, how can we, why can we trust the Old Testament? Uh, how did all the, 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 the gospel happen and how do they work together? We talked about uh, the letters of Paul and the relevance of the Bible about how, why we can trust that Jesus really rose from the dead. So that's where we came from. And I know a lot of questions are being answered, but I know a lot of questions are still yet to be answered. For myself, I can, I, I can only speak for myself. I know that like, I still have heaps of questions. Who has still questions about the Bible? I see a lot of, <laughs> we do have still questions about the Bible. And you know, I'm on a journey of getting to know God better and learning and studying the word already now for many, uh, 20, over 20 years. And I still have questions. So if you're in here and you like think like, hey, I read the Bible and like for so many years I still have questions, welcome to the club. I do believe that one day I actually have a mystery box. Uh, this is an invisible um, mystery box that I sometimes put Bible passages and words in it that I cannot explain. Because I'm like saying, one day when I go get to heaven, I'm going to tell God, what did you think when you wrote that? <laughs> What was actually your idea? I do not understand that. But it's okay because God is God and it's way beyond our thinking. And it's okay. We have questions. But, you know, one question I want to answer today. It's a question that I sometimes get asked, especially at college. Um, is what Bible translation is the best Bible translation. What Bible should I actually read, right? There's some King James people in here, some Amplified people in here. So who is NIV in here? Some NIV in here. The message, message, the passion translation. All right, we have all of it here. So what is the bet? Let, let's, let's solve that once and for all, okay? Once and for all, I'm going to give you the answer. The best Bible translation you can actually read is the Bible you actually read. What, 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 what good is it to have an amazing Bible translation, but you do not, not, not read it regularly? So the question is, are you actually picking up your Bible? That is the question to ask. One other question I think is important to ask ourselves is, why did actually God give us the Bible? Why, why does it exist? And I do believe the Bible exists for three things and it all ends up in one. Is that we understand who God is. 
That we understand who we are and through that we understand what His will is for our lives and we get equipped to live according to His life. You know, we have this bridge here. And I do believe that this is such an important thing that we, we, we know so much about the Bible. But the question is, does it actually transform into our life? Is there, is there a bridge? In, in 2 Timothy 3, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it gives us teaching. It gives, it helps, it rebukes us, tells us what to do. It equips us to live according to God's will. The question that I ask is, hey, do you just read the Bible and just get more knowledge? Or do you let the Bible transform your life? Because that's why the Bible exists. It's not just here that we can say, oh, I know all these Bible verses. Well, the question is, are you living them out? And that's when it gets challenging for me as well, <laughs> you know? So it's here for transformation. Now we want to want to together now look at four ways how we can read the Bible so that it transforms us. Don't take us. Amen. Thank you, Dan. So we have uh, written down some essentials um, that are really necessary to think about when reading the Bible. And my first point is read the Bible with faith and humility. So How does that look like? I actually, when I open my Bible, I ask Holy Spirit because he breathed the Bible. It says us in 2 Timothy 3.16. So I ask Holy Spirit, please speak to me, God. I'll, I want to hear and I want to be a doer of the word. So I actually humble myself. And it says in Psalm 138 verse 2, it says, I have it on the screen. I will bow down towards your holy temple and will praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness. For you have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses your fame. In other translation, it says, he exalted his word above his name. And if you read the Old Testament, his name was his identity. Everything he was. And he says to me, I exalt this word above my name so it's trustworthy. So that's one thing I actually do when I read my Bible. I ask Holy Spirit and have a, hum a, a heart of humility and ask, I want to be a learner. Speak to me, God. So then, what's the next point? Second point about essential about reading the Bible in a way that it will transform us is to discuss it. I know sometimes you might think like, is that now contradictive with the first point? Just believe it. No, it's not. Because we read the Bible with one glass of like pair of glasses. We, we see it through ours and our, our, our own perspective. And I know the Holy Spirit lives in us and explains the word to us. But it's like a diamond. You need to look at it from different perspective to see the whole fullness of it. And in the same way, I think it's important that we take and like say like, I just read this and like, I understand that. But what do you understand when you read this? Like, and I think that's really powerful. And when we discuss it, it's important that we choose good people. People that in generally also believe that God speaks through the word to us. You know, because you can discuss it with anybody. But the question is like, with who do you discuss it? 
And for me also, I like sometimes to discuss it with people who are maybe in very different life circumstances. So maybe one passage, you get a third in theology out of it, but when it does discuss it with somebody who comes from China, somebody who comes from poverty or comes from a totally different walk of life, they read something else out of it. And in the combination, it helps. So it's important. Let's be bold. And in our small group, like say, like, how do you understand that? I don't understand that. Or I, I, I think it could mean that. What do you think? And together, we ask the Holy Spirit. Together, we share. Together, we really help ourselves understand the Bible better. Point three, Dom. So one of the uh, points that I want to uh, make here is when you read your Bible, try to put it into practice. So that's what he actually started out with. I mean, knowledge puffs up. But actually doing it actually shows what you believe. Probably when you believe God still heals today, you probably have your hand on some sick people now and then. So it's kind of a challenging thought about it, but it's actually true. If I believe God's a healer, I probably have a prayer life that is, I pray for somebody who's in need. So I practice what I read. If the Bible says, let's forgive, then I try to put it into, in, into practice. If I have a hard heart against somebody, I try to forgive. I put it into practice. And in, in put it into practice, it actually comes alive. And it shows what you actually believe. And James says it in a, such a clear way. I just want to let the word speak for itself. In James 1, verse 22 to 25, I read it to you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. That happens to me sometimes. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. I, I love the word, the perfect law that gives freedom. That's the law of the Spirit of, of Christ. The law of the Spirit of Christ who gives us freedom. It's actually what the Word says that Jesus is our mediator. And I want to I wanna invite you, when you read your Bible, just ask Holy Spirit, What are the action steps can I, that I can do? What are, the, what are the things that I probably just can speak out into the atmosphere and make a decree and believe it? And I want to encourage you, that's one of the things, put it into practice. If you read it, don't just go over it. Probably stay there and try to put it into practice and you will see something gets, um, how you say, it gets settled in your faith. Somebody gets, it, it gets a ground where it can grow and it can transform your life. So then the last point, making the Bible reading a habit. Yes, a habit is important because sometimes, you know, change happens when you get exposed to something for a long time. You know, when you get exposed to a certain way of talking, you start talking like that. When you get exposed to the Word of God, it starts to rub off on you. It starts to become you. So having a habit of being exposed to the Word of God, to read the Word of God, is crucial. But the question is like, how to start a habit when you don't like reading it? <laughs> you know? And, and, and for myself and a lot of people I talk to, it's, it's, it, the reality is difficult. 
to, all, to keep having a, an, a habit of reading the Bible. Because sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't understand it. And sometimes it's also difficult to have this habit of reading the Bible because uh, when you read it afterwards, you feel bad because, again, I didn't do this. Oh, I, this I should do. And you read it with a sense of shame, a sense of condemnation, a sense of pressure. For myself, I remember there was a time when I, was, I had this habit of reading the Bible, but it was more like a religious habit. And if I didn't do it, I felt bad. Can you relate? And I realized, I don't want to read like that. I don't want to just read because otherwise I would feel bad. So I said, I'm going to stop reading the Bible. Instead, I like, literally like, took it out there. I remember still. And then I thought, oh, nah, I don't need to read the Bible. I put it aside. And then I thought about why I don't need to read the Bible. <laughs> I said, I don't need to read the Bible in order for God to love me. He loves me already. I don't need to read the Bible in order to be justified. I'm already justified. I, I, I don't need to read it because there is, there is a God who loves me. There's a God who gave everything for me before I was even interested in him. That's how much he loves me. And I was pondering about that. And as I was pondering about it, I'm like, I want to read, I, I I, I read more about like who that God is. And I picked up the Bible again. And I think that's the way we need to look at it. Out of an identity, who we are in Jesus. Out of an identity, what he has done for us. Identity of, of like that is actually his love language, his love letter to me. And that's when we get enjoyment out of reading the Bible. And it's easy have a habit we have you know just before we go into practical stories uh leo and susanna brought out the great book about different ways of reading the bible so if they also help you have different habits so if you haven't checked it out you can download the book reading the bible like never before it's an ebook in english but now dom let's go into practical stories so in the next four points we're going to make some a bit practical so how do we get this bridge from the Word of God into our lives. And one of the main things I do with the Word of God is I meditate over the Word of God. And I want to tell you, if you read uh, um, in the book of Joshua, it says that you should think about His Word day and night. And if we go into the Hebrew, it's actually uh, the same thing that a cow does when he when she eats and he takes up with his, uh, she has four stomachs. I, I'm actually a dairy farmer. If you don't know that, I have dairy cows at home, so I know. They lay down and they like bring the food up again and chew it and chew it over. So what I do is when I'm, when I'm meditating, it's the same thing that my cows does. So I read the portion of scripture that I feel the presence of the Lord is on it. And it's normally just a small portion of scripture. And I had to learn that. So at the moment I am Nehemiah 9.20 where it says, He's given me His good spirit to instruct me. So I'm leading a dairy farm and I'm a, I'm a businessman. So I need to do good decisions. So I'm thinking about how fun would it be? I have Holy Spirit inside of me and He helps me to instruct me. And I ask questions and I, I want to do good decisions. And this word gets alive and I get so much out of it. And I want to encourage you, make it. 
meditating over Bible verses is just so helpful. You go throughout the day and it helps you to actually build a firm foundation in your life. You know, you have bad thoughts, you have bad feelings, and you have something that you have meditated over, and you read different uh, portion of scripture where it actually says who you are in Christ, and you take it over and over again, and you build a solid foundation where you know Father God loves you, you are accepted in the beloved, He's awesome, and He wants me to flourish and to bless and to be a blessing, and it's awesome. I'm telling you, we have great things ahead. I'm telling you, that you see into the world and you think it's really bad, it's getting way worse. But we're going to be so much more shining and the gospel is going to be powerful. And I just want to invite you to take small portion of scriptures and stay at it. 2018, I had one verse for one year. He has brought me into his wine chamber and his flag over me is love. And the religious spirit says, you should read your Bible. And I said, no, I'm going to stay in that word. It just gives me so much. I just, I feel the floods of living water come into my life. So I want to encourage you. That's one thing. Meditating over scriptures. Take small portions and you will see it gets manifested in your life. So then, what's the second? I love that one, Dom. <laughs> Another one is reading with a plan. Super spectacular. Just a plan. <laughs> so I, I, you know, if I if I don't you know if I don't have a plan or if I don't lay my Bible aside, it's in the morning. Like I don't want to think about where should I start reading. Like I'm tired enough. I already picking up the Bible is great. I need to know where to read. So I like having a plan. And uh, normally I read through a whole book. Or uh, but last year I started this 49. Uh, week Bible challenge. So in basically 49 weeks, you're going through the whole Bible. It takes me um, 100 weeks, but that's okay. Um, I'm not that disciplined. But so I was reading the Bible, reading the Bible and then um, I stumble upon a scripture. In Proverbs, it says, he who loves only selfish pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves and is devoted to um, Excessive feasting and excessive luxury, wine and olive will not become rich. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wine, of the wise who prepares for the future. But a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. So I was reading that one morning and I'm like, all right, so just like interesting. But then I, I realized I'm right now in a, in a, in a situation where I need wisdom. We needed to make a decision as a family about an investment that had an impact over the next three years. And um, there were two options. One option was, yeah, like a bit more nicer one, um, but also a bit above our budget. And the one that is not as nice, still good, but it was within our financial means. And I was like thinking like, hold on, does God want to speak through me? through that verse that I was just reading by accident because it was my reading plan. And I realized, yeah, it could be because it says the wise, you know, the wisdom brings riches for the future. 
And I'm like, what does it mean for me now to be wise in my decision? I realize, you know, for, for us, it means now to not live above our means, beyond our financial means, but to do the best with what God has entrusted us. I do know that God doesn't have a problem with, with expensive, amazing things. Look at, the, look at the temple. But he gave me wisdom to prepare for the future in a good way. And that's how the Bible helped me to make a very practical decision in my life. Dom. Visible. Oh, I'll take another one as well. The another one is visibility. I like actually hanging up Bible verses because um, sometimes I read the Bible and then realize, oh, you know what, this speaks to me. And it was actually one Sunday, I was sitting there and Susanna was speaking a message and she was um, sharing one verse. I want to read it to you because it's really, it's really a good one. Most of the Bible verses. Some Bible, <laughs> no, nobody loves It's okay. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. I was swallowing that because of, oh, this is, this is strong. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. I thought, crowns your love, crowns you with love and compassion. That's the crown. That's what... It's a true jewelry on you. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So I was reading that, hearing that in the message, and I liked it. And then I highlighted it on my Bible app, and then at home I printed it out, and I hang it up behind my wardrobe. I have a picture. Really not super nice, but I hang it up because I realized this word is for my season. Because it was in a time when I tried to satisfy my desires with things that are not really satisfying me. And I realized God wants to satisfy my life and my soul with good things. And it brought me to the place of realizing, you know what, with your thirst, where your soul is thirsty, let's not just go to wherever you normally go to. Let's go to God because He wants to satisfy your soul with good things. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you, God. And to remind me every day about it, I did hang it up because I realized this word is now for, my, for myself, like this meditating. So every time I get dressed, I read it. I love that. I do that too. That's, that's amazing. Just hang up your Bible verses and decree it when you see it. So the last thing, researchingly reading your Bible, it's just one of the things that I like to do. And I have a... Um, story where really helped me in my personal walk with the Lord uh, and it's on um, Ephesians 1 4 to 5 uh, I read it even before the world was made God chose us for himself because of his love he planned that we would be holy and without blame as he sees us God already planned to have us as his own children this was done by Jesus Christ and his plan God wanted this done. So I was looking at the word plan there, and I have it up. The word plan in the Greek is telema, and it means you are his will, you are his plan, his choice, his desire, his pleasure. And it makes this Bible verse that it just said, well, it was his plan to take us as his own children. Well, plan, yeah. 
if you're planned or not planned, whatever. But it makes it so much deeper. I tell you, the Bible, I mean, I know it in German when I read my Bible, it's sometimes pretty shallow. I, that's why I love the Amplified. Do you love the Amplified? It's just rich. I mean, you can, you can dig in and you can take a study Bible. And the, the, there are so many great tools to do research on words. And it actually will, it will give you such a deeper understanding. So for me personally, when I read this, and I know God wanted me as His, as his Son... I have something to always see through a lens when negative thoughts come or when accusation or shame or guilt comes. I always said it cannot be because he said I was from the beginning of the foundation of the world. He loved me. He loved me from the start. He loved me as Dan said when I was a sinner. He wanted me to take me as his own son and I say yes to it and I accept it. And all these lying spirits I said you can lie as long as you want. Go to the pit of hell where you belong. I am a righteous son of God and he loves me, period. And I don't care if you feel it or see it, but actually that's what the word says. And I started with, read it with faith and humility and I agree with the word of God. I agree with his word because his word is something, uh, for me it's like if you find a, a, a precious treasure, like it says in Psalm 119. The Word of God is a precious, precious treasure. And we have now heard a lot of different things. You can meditate on the Word. You can have a plan. You hang it up. You researchingly, we have given you some, some tools to what's important when you read your Bible. And to end this message, I really want to go on one point. And, and one point is, to be honest with you, the Bible is not just a self-help program. The Bible is not just something you read for yourself to be more free or more in peace. I know that's the beginning point. But actually you read your Bible for your surroundings. You read your Bible for your neighbors, for the people you work with. Because they will never, probably never come to church. You're the only Bible they read. You're the only Bible they see. And I have one story to encourage you. I'm a farmer. I'm a dairy farmer uh, in, in Metmestetten, close to Souk. Uh, it's still in the Canton Zurich, of course. And about uh, three weeks ago, I get a call. And I take the call and it's, I don't know the number. And it's a guy on the phone and he, he, he says, hey, hi, I got your number. I'm a farmer from, from uh, in the Canton of Argau. And uh, I have a friend who knows you. It's, it's a good friend of mine that I know personally. And he said to me, we can come to your farm and you pray for us. And I'm like, uh, yeah, what happened? And to make the story that you know what guy it was, the guy that gave him the number was a friend of mine that they, they tried two and a half years to get a baby. And we prayed many times. And one night they were at our home. We had to we eat it together and we cried. And my wife said, let's lay our hands again and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And in the same week, she got pregnant. Now they have two children. God's so good. I'm telling you, he can do everything. So this guy says to the other farmer who I don't know, who has a fiance who's permanently ill with some diseases I won't name at the moment. But they said, can we come over and I think you, you know some kind of religious thing. You can pray for people and they get healed. And I'm like, just come over. So they came over and we had 
an afternoon, two-hour talk together. And we shared Jesus with him, what Jesus is for us. And that Jesus is the healer and he can do mighty things and he loves them. And we prayed for him and the presence of God was there. And she wept and it was so amazing. And you should have seen it when they get up. He took his wallet out. That's a guy that has no idea about Jesus whatsoever. No religious guy. So what does this session cost? And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, this guy. I'm said, I'm telling you, it was a pleasure to pray for you. I love to hang out with you and pray and believe that God will do a breakthrough. And he's like, no, no, that cannot be. That can't be for free. And I said, it is. And they went home. And one and a half weeks later, I, I texted him. I asked him, how is she doing? And he, you will not believe it, but the sickness is now recovering and it stopped getting new stuff that she always dealt with. She had 15 operations and it stopped now. And I'm still praying. I'm out milking my cows and I'm like, I'm decreeing freedom in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, what do you think they believe about the gospel when she gets healed? They will be so ready to invite Jesus. How amazing is Jesus? And that's what I want to encourage you with a, a story like that. It's, it's like a two-in-one story. It's awesome that God can really do miracles. And I don't know if you believe, but I want to believe. I want to actually believe the Bible. And I believe you are a Bible to your neighbor. And read your Bible with excitement and see what it says. And eat it and meditate it. Take it and speak words. I'm telling you, the angels in Psalms 103, they wait till they hear the word and they go into action. I love angels. I'm telling you, I want them. I want to help me. You know, we're not worshiping angels, but I want the help of angels because they're real, because demons are real and angels are real. And I'm going with the angels in Jesus' name. So I'm actually excited. I don't know if you know, if you can see it, but I'm excited about the word of God. Because it actually says what it says. And it does what it does. And it never comes back void. It's always full of life. And it's always truth in love. And it transforms lives. And I'm so excited. And I, I hope that this series will help you getting started with a fresh excitement about the Word of God. You know, you don't have to do it the same as I do or as Dan does it. Find your own personal way of reading your Bible and make it into a daily habit and let the Word transform us. I have never seen a book that transformed more lives in the world's history than this book, to be honest. And I want to be in it. And I, I have to admit, I need to go back and start doing a plan, start doing all these different, I want to do it. I want to let the Word of God transform my life more and more. That's, I, I believe when we pray right now, God will sparkle something in your heart where it says, son, daughter, let's start there. Then pray with us. Why don't we stand everybody? I think faith being stirred. God is doing something. And as we go into worship, I want to, I want to do one prayer and you can pray with me if you want to as well online if you're watching and it's a prayer of like this I want to again believe have this childlike faith that 
the Word of God is real and trustworthy. And God wants to speak to us because sometimes we have experienced other stuff in our lives and we have more doubt. But let's today make a decision. So like, I want to read it again and believe that the Holy Spirit, God personally wants to speak to me and through that Word, I can get transformed. God, here we are. And pray with me if you, if you want to pray. Here we are, God. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your Bible. We thank You that You still speak through us, through Your Bible. And today, we take again that leap of faith of trusting Your Word. And I do pray that when we open it the next time, You, you speak into our everyday life again. And I open up my heart and my life to say, Speak. Your servant is listening. Speak. Your Word is good. Speak. I want to trust You. Speak, show me your will. And I thank you, God, that your word is like a seed that grows and new fruit will grow out of our lives. There's fruit growing. I'm telling you, there is fruit growing. Fruit is growing in your life. Fruit that was maybe bitter because your action didn't align with the word of God, but new fruit that is sweet is growing in Jesus' name. Let's worship. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye